Every season is spooky season in our book. So settle in and prepare to be shook. You are listening to Shook, a comedic podcast about all things paranormal and unexplained. Hey friends, I'm Amanda. And I'm Santa. Fun fact, I made that intro really spooky because guess what time it is? Shocktober. Yeah. So I wanted it to be a little more spooky this time. Yeah. Since we're a spooky podcast and yeah. But also another fun fact that I do want to tell you guys about, you know how I'm always like riddled with ailments and it's like, can't stop <laughs> talking about all my ailments because I just am always riddled with them. I just wanted to put you on to a natural remedy. And before I say that, I want to say, consult with your doctor before you do anything that I say. But <laughs> I recently started drinking celery juice every day and I haven't felt this good in probably my entire life. And it's great. It's been great for like my skin, for my stomach, digestive issues that I have, energy. It's it's affecting a lot of things in a great way. So if you find yourself just feeling like crap on any level, just try celery juice. See what happens. Yeah. It's anti-inflammatory, isn't it? Extremely anti-inflammatory. That was like the main reason why I was desperately trying it because I had so much inflammation in my body and I pretty mm-hmm. much have for my entire adult life. It's crazy, but I found the cure. You're for myself. crazy girl. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Crazy. Anyways, that's like <laughs> the first fun fact I could think of just because I am like so obsessed with celery juice right now. So yeah. Well, I am very <laughs> happy to hear that you're feeling better. Like seriously, like I'm serious. It, it breaks my heart when you're, when you're feeling sick and especially those particular ailments, like they are brutal. So whatever you got to do to get your bad self back up in these streets, like do it, go on. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, okay. Fun fact for me. I have so many, I have so many fun facts, but I think I'm going to spread them out. Uh, What I will say for my fun fact is if any of our listeners in Texas live in Dallas, I'll be at Obsessed Fest, which is hosted by True Crime Obsessed, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So if anybody's going to be there, uh, please let us know because I'd love to meet you. I'm just going as a guest for the record, but Santa, did you realize that the week that this episode comes out, we have a very special day coming up? Friday the 13th. The 13th? Yes. Yes. I'm very excited about that. I love a Friday the 13th. Yes. For reasons we've touched on in the past, I have a Friday the 13th flash tattoo, and I love the Friday the 13th franchise, and probably I'm going to be watching that on Friday Mm -hmm. the 13th. I'm going to be celebrating that day. I'm not going to be scared. You don't be scared either. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. Just embrace all of the positive things that are going to happen that day and nothing bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So that kind of ties into what the heck Shocktober even is. So if this is your first Shocktober, welcome. Last year we did one episode a week just so we could, you know, get some momentum going because we were a brand new podcast at the time. But this this year we're doing 
bi-weekly as we normally do and instead of us each telling each other a story we are going to have a common theme and Santa you're leading the show today so why don't you tell our listeners what the topic is today so the topic that had me shook this week is a little thing called superstitions ever heard of it yeah Yes, Stevie Wonder has entered the chat. Very superstitious. Batting on the walls. Yeah. So superstitions, everyone's heard of superstitions to some capacity, I'm sure. According to Wikipedia, a superstition is any belief or practice considered by non-practitioners to be irrational or supernatural, attributed to fate or magic, perceived supernatural influence, or fear that which is unknown. It is commonly applied to beliefs and practices surrounding luck, amulets, astrology, fortune-telling, spirits, and certain paranormal entities. There's a lot of like classic superstitions that I'm sure we've all heard of. Don't walk under a ladder. Don't step on a crack or you'll break your mama's back. (laughs) Watch out for black cats. So many. And then, of course, there are many that I personally observe myself. And I'll start off with one of the tale as old as time, old classic superstitions. And that is about salt. So one of the most commonly known superstitions is that when you spill salt, you throw a pinch of the salt over your left shoulder and you do that really quick. Or I've, I've seen people do it like immediately. They're like, Oh God. And then just like toss it. (laughs) And it's to avoid the bad luck that comes with spilling salt. Salt is almost magical. If you think about it, as far as the, the many uses of salt and the properties of salt and what it's actually able to do, it can thaw snow. It can help freeze ice cream it can preserve food. And for humans, it is really, really great in aiding with hydrating your body. If you don't have enough salt, doesn't matter how much water you drink, you're still going to be really, really fatigued probably. But if you have some salt in the mix, it helps with the electrolytes and things because our body needs those types of minerals in order to function. Basically, salt has everything. It has everything. So the food preservation aspect in particular is where it seems like people made some kind of correlation to salt having a protective ability when used in different ways to protect people from evil specifically, like spiritual protection. And people throw salt over their left shoulder because of a general belief that good spirits lived on the right side of the body and bad spirits lived on the left side of the body. I don't really get that, um, but yeah, whatever, you know? <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a superstition in and of itself of the spirits yeah. living on the sides of the body. Um, that doesn't make sense to me, but <laughs> whatever. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Ancients who came up with this. So throwing salt over the left shoulder was like an offering or a bribe to the bad spirits to not harm them. And salt was also very precious and scarce in some areas back in the day. So people tried to avoid spilling salt to avoid the waste aspect of it as well. And then running out of salt is known to be a bad omen. Apparently there's this this old saying that says, 
short of salt, short of money. Ooh. So, <laughs> so yeah. If someone at the table asks you to pass the salt, you would sit it near them, but not hand it directly to them. Because there's another saying that goes, pass the salt, pass the sorrow. Another way of saying that phrase that's probably more common is, help me to salt, help me to sorrow. The Greeks and the Romans worshipped a goddess of salt who represented health, known to the Greeks as Amphitrite and to the Romans as Salatia. At birth, salt was placed on a baby's tongue in the goddess's name to ensure a long life, good health, and protection. So that's just some information, some backstory about salt. And I learned all of this in a ghost book that I found at an estate sale called Superstitious, Here's Why. I love the title. It has, <laughs> it's great. And it has like an optical illusion of the number 13 on the cover too. I love that. And this book is by Julie Forsyth Bachelor and Claudia DeLise. And it's really honestly a great book. It, it talks about like a lot of different superstitions that I'd never heard of or thought about before. So that was salt. And do you have a superstition you would like to share? I I've got do, some more, actually. but we can take turns if you want. Yeah, you say something and then I'll say something. Yeah, we'll just go back and forth until we die. You can take that comment with a grain of salt. Yeah, you are too. You are you're too. So, before I give you one of mine that I thought was pretty interesting, I have some commentary on the whole salt thing. It's not superstitious, but I actually put a couple shakes of salt into my morning coffee grounds when I brew my cup of coffee. Um, who am I kidding? When I brew my entire pot of coffee that I will drink within an hour, uh, yeah, that is filled with salt. <laughs> because, yeah. and here's why, I don't know if it's supposed to do this, but it works for me. It removes the bitterness hmm. in coffee. Some brands of coffee, like if you're going to be a cheapskate and get Folgers like I do, can have a little bit of a bitter taste, at least to my taste buds. So I just put a couple dashes of salt in mine and it really does make it taste so much better. And like you said, the whole electrolyte things, I take these, um, liquid IV supplements. Have you ever heard of those? It's like a little, yeah. Yeah. So it's like an electrolyte bomb in a packet and you stick it in your water. It's got a lot of sugar, so I don't like to overdo it, but the salt is what I do it for. And I'll take just a little bit just to Add a little flavor sometimes when I'm feeling it and also get a little bit of hydration station. So that's yeah. one little thing about salt. So you want to hear about one of mine? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as you know, we you actually touched on this, black cats. I want to tell you guys a little bit about why black cats are thought to be bad luck. So another common superstition is the belief that if a black cat crosses your path, that you will have bad luck. And how much bad luck? Who's to say? I'm sure there is a varied amount of bad luck for people who have been crossed by a black cat, allegedly. But as y'all know, I have two black cats, okay? And they're my good luck charms. They don't they don't mess with me. They don't try me like that. The only time I had bad luck was when Bender hopped up here when we were not recording, thank goodness, and he knocked this lamp over and it scuffed my wall. There's a little speck right here. He scuffed the wall and I was pissed, uh, but everything's fine. He's my baby. So part of the reason why the whole witchcraft thing got 
cats a bad rap was people would believe that a witch's only escape was to transform into a cat. And so they thought people thought that black cats and witches were kind of, you know, one and the same. Um, but yeah, uh, other folks will say that if you see a black cat and if it crosses your path, it means that the devil is keeping his tabs on you. Okay. So no VPN is going to save you from that. The devil is everywhere. No VPN. The devil. Keeping tabs, man. He's keeping tabs. Mm -hmm. So that's really just a short little quip about black cats. Did I forget anything on black cats? I don't know if that was in your book or not. I don't think so. I mean, the book just said that in the Middle Ages, a black cat was thought to be the companion or mascot of witches and mm -hmm. that it would transform into a witch or the devil himself Ooh. after seven years of service to the witch. Ooh, seven years of service. I forgot that part. That's, yeah, that's a big one right there. So people thought a black cat crossing their path could be a witch or the devil in disguise. The Egyptians, of course, they worshipped cats, including black cats. And the Egyptians are where the cats having nine lives mm -hmm. saying came from. Um, and that's because um, the cat was associated with the Trinity, which was their sacred symbol of mother, father, and son. And there's mm -hmm. this like numer, kind of like a numerology aspect to it. Three times three equals nine. And that number was the highest expression of honor. And they also used to watch cats fall from high heights and just land on their feet. Right. And they would say that they had nine lives because it was like they should have died all those times that they fell. The but number of times kept going. that Fry has scared the crap out of me. So like my house, when you walk into the foyer, there's the stairs that go up and then it's not quite a catwalk because there's nothing on the other side but a wall. Fry literally jumped from the very top of that, which has got to be at least eight feet high, at least, straight on to the hardwood floors. And I thought he must have shattered every bone in his body. But no, he was fine. It amazes me. I just hope he's not down to eight lives and that that was a miraculous uh, <laughs> kind of thing. No. I don't know. He's still a little kitten. He's just a baby. As far as I'm concerned, he's still just a baby. That's my yeah. nephew. Do you have another one? I do. This is like a trifecta because they're all kind of related. They're superstitions about whistling, yawning, and sneezing. So the superstition about whistling is that a whistle in the house invites the devil in. And if little girls whistle, they'll grow a beard. A whistle oh. by anyone in a theater dressing room means the show will have bad luck. You might literally break a leg. Oh my God. Whistling aboard a ship will call a storm. And the reason why there was a negative connotation, I guess, with whistling is because the sound of whistling was often compared to the hiss of a snake and the swish of an arrow and the sounds mm. of wind in a storm, all signs of danger. So whistling just kind of had this ominous quality to it. And when I read about whistling and the superstitions about whistling, it reminded me because I'm currently rewatching American Horror Story Murder House. Yes. Um, they have that, that whistle where it's like, 
Yeah. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to do, but couldn't. So thank y'all. <laughs> that season had me in a choke cold. I'm obsessed with American Horror Story right now. Just like side note, because I recently rewatched Coven and I loved it. Had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm rewatching the entire show. So Are I'm back in my American Horror Story bag. Yes, I have been watching Delicate. Mm-hmm. How is Kim K doing? I've watched two of the episodes. I think the third episode is out possibly the fourth by now I don't know but yeah her acting is good she's really she's channeling Kris Jenner she understands the role I think very well but anyway back to yawning um so I'm about to yawn right now just because I said yawning okay I'm back and you know what could what? have just happened because I yawned according to superstitions I could have just let the devil himself or a demon into my body to possess me. And they could have entered through my mouth when I yawned. That's the whole thing about yawning. You have to cover your mouth when you yawn or else the devil or a demon could enter your body and do whatever. Oh my God. And you know how they could get out of your body? How? After entering your body through a yawn? A cough? Sneezing. Oh yeah. So... When you sneeze, you're ejecting the demon out into the ether, and then someone around you is going to say, God bless you, or bless you. And they're saying that for you, but also for everyone else in the room, so that the demon that just left your body does not take the opportunity to jump into one of their bodies in the room. Right. Yeah. So it's all, like, intertwined. Um, the superstitions. basically devil epidemiology don't let the devil in just cover your mouth when you yawn and hope that somebody's around that's willing to say bless you when you sneeze i actually never say bless you when people sneeze i don't know why i don't i just don't because like sometimes i'll be having like a sneezing fit where there's like three or four sneezes and someone's literally off to the side being like bless you bless you after every single one and i'm like leave me alone (laughs) Like, I'm trying to finish sneezing. In Connolly's family, his mom said to me one time, "Um, you only get three bless yous. Like, so if you're having a a sneeze attack, it's like, okay, are you done? Yeah. It's like the sneeze attack is already obnoxious enough, and then the person saying bless you every single time. It's like the once was fine enough. All righty. So I've got another one for you. Uh, It's about the number 13, which we briefly addressed, and I know 13 is a lucky number for you. Uh, I've said it before, 13 is my favorite number as well. Um, That's because I was born on February 13th, and my full name when I was unmarried was 13 letters and several other things that favorably relate to the number 13, so I'm a fan. In fact, I'm a stan for 13, but um, some people... They just, they simply hate it. Um, And I think I mentioned this on another episode, maybe last Shocktober, but literally people have a a phobia of the number 13. And it's kind of based a little bit. I'll tell you a little bit about why 13 is frowned upon. Um, I'm sure you probably noticed when you go to a hotel, half the time, there's not going to be a floor 13. Technically, there is a 13th floor. It's just not labeled as such Mm -hmm. because people are not trying to die at the hotel. So the phobia, the fear of the number 13 is called triskaidekaphobia. I mentioned that in a previous episode, but that all started, believe it or not, with Norse mythology. 
there was this feast that happened in Valhalla, and the god of mischief, whose name is Loki, he was the 13th guest to arrive to this dinner. He caused the death of someone very special, and that's a guy named Baldur, who apparently was the god of light and purity. So he came to the party, and he ruined it for everyone. So Mm. that was bad. And, of course, the Last Supper. Most people are aware of the Last Supper. In case you didn't know, there were 13 guests. And guess who the 13th guest was? Jesus. No. So kind of similarly to the Norse mythology of it all, in Christianity, obviously, there's the Last Supper where Jesus Christ talks about how he would be betrayed. Well, the 13th guest enters the chat, and that was Judas, of course. That's the origin story, the villain story. Do you have another one? I do. Speaking of numbers, there's another number that also has some superstitions around it. Some good, some bad. Um, And that's the number three. And you know how people always say everything happens in threes? Uh, Mm -hmm. Usually when it comes to bad things happening. And a lot of times it usually has to do with deaths and things like that. Or sometimes someone like me will just be like inundated with a bunch of bad things happening. And it usually does end up being like three things and then I have like a reprieve for a while you know what I mean right the number three goes back to the miracle of birth requiring three components the mother the father and then the child that makes the three and that's the trinity of life so the popular sayings associated with the number three are never two without three and good or bad things come in threes and today Many spiritualists believe in the signs and synchronicities of repeating numbers. One of the most powerful repeating numbers or angel numbers to encounter is 333. And one I encounter every single day. I do. Hmm. I see 333 on the clock every single day. I see it in some capacity all the time. Not always on the clock, but I do see it every single day. And different possible meanings associated with seeing repeating threes is that your soulmate is close by, or you may have even found them already. Ooh. Salacious. <laughs> three, three, three is a sign to cultivate your spiritual identity, basically to get spiritually aligned or that you are on the right path to being spiritually aligned. 333 is a reminder that you have positive influence in the lives of others or a purpose. You're doing your purpose. Um, You're working towards your purpose. You're on the right path again. And it's also a sign of positive growth in your life. So it's just a very positive sign to see repeating threes. So that's a good superstition. And you've been seeing 333 a lot? Oh, yes, honey. I've been seeing it all year long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In every possible way. And we love to see that. And while I'm on the topic of spiritual spirituality, I'll go ahead and just finish with my last um, superstition that I'll be talking about today. And that's crystals. (laughs) Also known as crystals. Many spiritualists collect, cleanse, charge, and carry crystals and associate certain uses and meanings to those crystals. Many spiritualists, like myself, cleanse our crystals with moon water, which the moon water we make in the light of the new moon or the full moon by sitting water out overnight. 
and you can cleanse your crystals with that water or you can just run them under the faucet. It's okay. Whatever you want to cleanse your crystals with. And then you can charge your crystals in the light of the moon or in sunlight. And then, yeah, you can just kind of carry them with you, put them in specific rooms where you want that specific energy that comes from the crystal to be in that space. For example, I have a mahogany obsidian in my car at all times. And that's a protective crystal because I want to be protected while I'm driving. I also would like for my car to be protected while I'm not there. While I'm not present, I would like for people to leave it alone. And just a few examples of other crystals and the uses and meanings we assign to them. Like I said, obsidian is known as a protective crystal and it's used a lot for spiritual protection as well. So not just like physical harm, but spiritual protection if you feel like you have a demonic situation happening in your home or any other place. Right. Or if you feel like you're getting spiritually attacked by someone that does not wish you well. Black tourmaline also is great for that. Mm-hmm. Garnet and carnelian are two great stones for creativity, enhancing your creativity um, and getting into like a focused flow state with your creativity. Um, Also carnelian is a beauty stone a little bit too. It can attract people to you um, physically and it's a sexy stone. It's sexy. It's a sexy stone. It is. And citrine and aventurine are great stones for garnering abundance in every possible way. It helps you make money. Apopolite, which I have here, one of my favorite stones that I got from King Murphy Stones, our giveaway partner, Apopolite. It helps. It's kind of like an all-encompassing stone for your spirituality and just greater good of you pursuing your purpose. It helps also with physical pain and digestive issues, which is like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, thank you. This is the stone I need for that. And it also helps with focus. And then of course we have lapidolite, our Mm. crystal Xanax that we love. Um, And that one is known to help with addictions as well as just calming anxiety and just keeping you grounded, which also black tourmaline would do as well. And then one of my favorite other ones that I also got from King Murphy Stones is this Schengen Alestial Amethyst. And this is a great stone. So pretty. It is very pretty, very pointy. Um, This is a great stone for female empowerment and just stepping into your divine feminine and stepping into that power, essentially. And it helps with self-confidence and just... It's a good thing. And I don't think just just women can use this stone or have this stone necessarily. Mm -hmm. I think just everyone has feminine and masculine um, qualities and parts of their spirit. And this is for the feminine side of that for everyone. Um, And then, of course, the, the most superstitious crystal of all is... One we've talked about several times on this podcast, and that is Moldavite. Yeah, um, That is the one that has the baddest rap in the game. And I've been over it a few times as to what it is. It's a tektite, not actually a rock. It is known to make you have to go through hell to get to the other side of that and have 
basically a better life. It brings you closer to doing your purpose in life. It brings you closer to being spiritually aligned and just on the right path. So I feel like Moldavite combined with Apopolite are probably like a great little a great little cousin situation um, as well as Libyan desert glass Libyan desert glass and moldavite are very similar but anyway this has just become a crystal class those are very much like the amulet examples whenever I was yes. talking about different physical superstitions crystals are very much like a physical embodiment of a superstition that Lots of people, and you don't even have to be, you know, a practitioner of, you know, any kind of craft or anything to collect right. crystals, enjoy crystals, gain something from crystals. But, you know, they do bring peace of mind for people, even if you don't, even if you don't believe in, you know, the energies that they have and can provide. There's just something about them that can somehow make you feel better and it even if it's just because they are pretty and shiny I got some crystals yeah you do I've probably shown these off before but in case you missed it I got my super seven that my good friend Catherine Cole gave to me my sorority sister and then I also have this labradorite that I got from the Telus Museum in Cartersville Georgia and then this moss agate, I think it looks like it might have some turquoise in here too. There's a spectrum, but they told me it was moss agate. And I got that in St. Augustine, I think. So yeah, so I got a little bit of Chattanooga on my arm, a little bit of Cartersville, Georgia, and a little bit of St. Augustine. And I have felt like life's been pretty good since I've had these bracelets. Yeah. superstitious. <laughs> And also, moss agate is another um, abundance stone as well. Heck yeah. So. Love to see so, it. So, yeah. Uh... Well, Santa, I loved the crystal course. I I want to keep collecting them. I need to get more. I've literally got, you know, these three bracelets. I've got my amethyst because it's my birthstone and my carnelian ring, which I'm not wearing right now. And honestly, I could just keep on going with it. I want some obsidian real bad. The Moldavite mm -hmm. can stay away because I'm not ready for that but I'll take some obsidian that sounds pretty good yeah having a spooky podcast we ought to have some obsidian nearby in the stew at least yeah I reckon I should have some obsidian in the stew I don't at the moment yeah well I've got like several more that I could do but I think we're gonna wrap it up but I just wanted to shout out the YouTube video that I watched in preparation for this the video is called 10 superstitions that actually have a scientific explanation to back it or to back them on the facts first youtube channel so they gave a pretty good list on that video about the different superstitions that exist and why and there was some overlap here with your book and the youtube that i watched but yeah i thought that was fun i am very superstitious and i'm gonna mm -hmm. I'm going to keep on believing them because it's fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am too. And it's fine. 
and it's fine if you are too. And if you're listening or watching, please leave us a comment on Instagram or the YouTube video, um, wherever you want to leave a comment and tell us about your superstitions. Um, especially yeah. if there's some like lesser known ones too. Cause yeah, in my book that I was reading, I've learned about a lot of things that I didn't know were superstitious, like acorns, for example, as a good luck charm. I did not know that acorns were a good luck charm, but I didn't they know that. Are. They're falling all over the place these days. <laughs> they are. They really are. Auntie, yeah. before we go, I have to say one last thing because it's important. It's important. Oh I finally watched Barbie. Finally. Oh, my finally. God. And I laughed and I cried and it was the best time. When did it end? I think that's enough for this episode. I'm sad again. <laughs> Don't tell my boyfriend. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think I've had enough. Actually, I haven't had enough. I could honestly stay in the stew and keep talking forever. But once again, I have to go to work. And yeah, yeah so. Sorry. Sorry. Okay, well, we will see Sorry. you in a couple of weeks right before halloween for one last episode of shocktober yeah so thanks for listening to our first shocktober episode of the season in the meantime stay shook stay shook thank you so much for tuning into shook new episodes of shook drop every other wednesday on apple podcasts and spotify soon to be wherever you find your podcasts Check out our show notes for more information on this week's episode, our social links, and more. Until next time, stay shook. Hey, do you have a personal paranormal encounter that you'd like to share with us? Visit our website, shookpodcast.com, to fill out our contact form. Or you can send us an email at shookparanormalpod at gmail.com.